Hey everyone, it's Andy. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to mention that at the break card point, which came a little earlier than expected, Bill's audio on our video feed just kind of cut out and we could not hear him. So there might be a little bit of uh, panic near the break card as we can't find Bill. Uh, I'll try to edit around that. And then Bill did not get back into the second half of the review. So Josh and I had to just kind of watch the video and kind of use his notes a little bit and finish up the review for this week. So apologies. Sorry about what happened to Bill's audio. Uh, hopefully you still enjoy today's episode and our review. Let's get to it. Harry, what's wrong? I'm begging you, Harry. Listen to me. Please listen. Hmm? What was that, Cherry? Don't give me that. You heard me. You've been so odd lately. Come on, Harry, tell me what's the matter. Nothing. Harry, I can always tell when something's bothering you. Please tell me what you're so worried about. Like I said, I'm not worried about anything. Are you really sure? Yes, I'm sure. Really? Everything's all right then? I've just been so worried because you haven't been yourself lately. Forgive me. That's all right. But there's something you've got to promise me, Harry, okay? What is it? Promise me you won't die before I do. That you won't leave me behind all alone. Sure. You have my word on it. Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He likes his Dole Whip. He's Bill. Yeah, that's good stuff. God, we found it. Fucking amazing stuff. And he really shouldn't have to go back to the office. He's proven he can work at home. It's Josh! I mean, I've really got the hermit look going here. My hair's gotten long. I've got a nice, luxurious beard happening. Yeah, you're going to have to clean up if you go back. Hopefully I can actually come in as is, and they'll be like, okay, well, you're nice and neat at least, so... They'll, you know. they'll look at you and say, ouch! <laughs> so, so check this out. I actually got a compliment from my uh, from one of my good friends uh, that we met when we went out the other night. And she looked at me and goes, you got a real Viking thing going on now, Josh. I'm like, aww. And this guy right here who's been talking the whole time and forgot to introduce himself <laughs> is Andy. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Wow, so much. I love the the energy is good today. It's yeah. we're recording at 6 p.m. on a Monday. This is not our normal record time. Nope, but honestly, this is probably the best bet for me. It worked out because it's uh, it is a day after the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So uh, I believe, Bill, you had the day off? I had the day off. Josh, you did not have the day off. No, no, but I did get off work uh, about an hour and a half early. Yeah! Probably could have been sooner, but people were being lazy. And I had to go to work today, so that was not 
that's weird dude it's like it's like your day off it's it's I your know. it's your it's my... three months off i know i'm supposed to... to be there today i know i i went in and we did interviews for a social studies position and my principal bought paint so i can paint the esports room i am so excited i'm cool. so excited cool yes so excited. you're just hey. like what what is social studies <laughs> what uh, what what am social studies what are social studies? So here's a question. What mm-hmm. what would it be like to have a social studies class taught by a sociopath? Uh, I was going to see if I had that in my upbringing anywhere, but I don't think so. <laughs> Usually they're just like, they just want to coach football. I don't know. We've had, I, had, I think we had some like crunchy kind of hippie social studies teachers too. Yeah. yeah I, no, I did at least. Yeah, I think so. Too. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you hear me say so- sociopath and and flip it to uh social socialist? <laughs> no, because that one we know. That one that one I've had. Okay, fair go. enough. Fair there enough. you go. <laughs> We're way off tra- track here. We are here this week to talk about Gungrave. We're back to Gungrave. Uh, I want to thank say a big thank you once again to Thurk for last week's episode. Uh, Thurk and I. Badoof, Badoof, Badoof talked about Badoof Day, and uh, we took a Badoof quiz, and we uh, talked about why we loved Badoof, and we discussed uh, episode 23 of season 10 of the Pokemon anime, which has Badoofs being attacked by an angry Steelix. It's a really fun review. You should go check that out if you skipped it for some reason because you're like, Pokemon? Eh. Go listen to it. Thurk and I had a blast talking about it. Badoof. Badoof is what you use when your Pokemon's not feeling so fresh. <laughs> Fucking hell. This week. You know you know it was coming. You knew it was coming, Andy. This week we're talking about not episode 23 of Pokemon, but episode 24 of Gungrave, which is titled Last Bullet, which is not the last episode of the anime. But it's the last time anybody shoots a gun. <laughs> um, no, last two episodes, guns are out. It's fist fights and, it's just, uh, and dog fighting from now it's on. Just, it's just grave. It's just grave. Drinking whiskey. That's that's he, the, those are the next two episodes. Is he wearing the bucket hat? Forty uh, yes. Forty eight <laughs> minutes of nothing but grave drinking whiskey, wearing the bucket hat, still having the the tag on it. Yes, please. I, I am here for this content. I would I would watch <laughs> I would watch ten minutes of grave just sipping whiskey. Oh no, not, not not ten minutes. Forty eight minutes. Can you do forty eight <laughs> minutes? I don't know who do forty eight minutes. <laughs> two two episodes. Two episodes. Two episodes. Hey, before we get into this review, let's try once again. Last week we tried a, a, a fun little segment that I like to call Nerd News. I liked it so much, I think we're going to try it again this week. Mm. Uh, does anyone have anything for Nerd News this week? Uh, Black Widow is going to be premiering this Friday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Disney, Disney All Access or Disney um, Premium Access. What do they call Premium it? Access and in theaters, yeah. Well, yeah. decent but... reviews, too, from what I've seen so far. Uh, and I don't, I, maybe it's hyperbole, but, uh, I know one of the reviews they showed on the screen actually said best Marvel movie yet, so. Hmm. Sounds like hyperbole. IGN seemed a bit harsh on it, though. I saw the IGN they were. review. They were, yes. they were harsh on it. They've um, been harsh on a lot of things lately. They were harsh on that. They were really harsh on, uh, cause I've been watching, uh, anytime I watch an episode of Loki, I, I, oh, I go, God, I have I like, like four or five different, uh, channels I watch stuff on, and IGN, they were like, they ripped episode four apart. They said really? it was terrible. Oh, yeah, dear they, God. it was terrible, and I, I disagreed the, completely. What the hell is up with IGN? I don't know. The uh, person reviewing it. 
Are they misogynists? No, they actually they they actually were talking a lot about. Uh, I won't get into spoilers, but like they're talking about how like uh, basically a lot of the stakes of the show keeps getting undone, and they don't explore things, and they're kind of like, oh, you know, there's a big thing that happens, and then they just, eh, it's fine. There's a lot. There's a lot to unravel about that series. It's really good. We could talk about it in a bonus episode sometime. Yes, we need to we need to do three we... bonus episodes. One talking about. WandaVision, one talking about uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier, and one talking about uh, Loki, because those I'll, are such great series. I'll tell you, I've stopped speculating on Loki. I love Loki. I've stopped speculating on it. But the one thing I do want to say mm-hmm. that I love about Loki is that they have a lead character, male lead character, who is openly bisexual. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a male lead as a bisexual character. Uh, Dead Deadpool? Yeah, he's more pansexual, but oh, uh, fair. That's I mean, but still, well, but I mean, and, and I think honestly, I think even pansexual probably fits for Loki too. Honestly, I mean, could be, could be, but yeah. I like, but but it makes going me, off of the mythology, but it right, but it, but it makes me happy as obviously a bisexual male who feels that there is not enough well, optic, not. there's not enough exposure of bisexuality, and bisexuality being portrayed in a very positive light. If anything, bisexuality, especially like in the early 2000s, was portrayed by hot girl dating hot girl because they can kiss and it's hot. Well, yeah. And duh. Seeing that on Loki made me very happy. The fact yeah. that that Loki is NB as well. Gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not, not NB. Sorry. Well, he's he's g- not, gender fluid. He's gender fluid. They're gender. Which fluid. again, mythology. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is fantastic though, too. I think, I think that show's doing a lot and I think it's really good. But yes, back to Black Widow. I was going to say, somehow, <laughs> somehow our, our energy's all I'm over back, the night. I'm getting back to it, Betty. Hey, Betty. Uh, yeah, t- uh, what are your thoughts from what you've seen of like the previews and trailers and stuff, Bill, about Black Widow? I mean, I'm excited to see Taskmaster in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like David Harbour, so that's going to be interesting, probably going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really wondering if this is going to be... I, I'm wondering really, truly, if there's they're going to tie... I don't even want to say spoiler because it's not this. I have a track record to be right about these things, but I don't know anything. Um, I really am wondering if this is going to give us some sort of track record or uh, some way of retconning, uh, Scarlett Johansson back into the movies. We had the whole, cause there's the blonde black widow in the movie and we had the whole time of her being blonde mm-hmm. in, in, so, and, and they never explained uh... it or what it meant or, I think we're going to have some retcon or some. I, I think that I think there's going to be story here that we don't know. It's interesting. I, I yeah, good. think it's supposed to be a passing of the tor- torch from Scarlett Johansson to the blonde gal. Um, I believe that's what the whole idea is it's, supposed to it's be. It's impossible. It's possible. It's yeah. definitely possible. But I'm just um, I'm wondering. But this movie well, takes place between uh, what Civil War and and Infinity War, I think. I think so. I think it's it's supposed to be. It's not. It's not in that five year time skip between. No, no, it's not five years. Infinity War and Game and Endgame. I think you're right. It's supposed to be the end of, of yeah, because I believe the the setup is because she's on the run right now uh, after right. Civil War. So she's you know doing all of her safe houses and she keeps getting getting her cover blown and all that. So. I just wonder if we're going to get like a face-off situation, like a Possibly. like a Nicholas Cage on John Travolta sort of situation. Maybe I don't know <laughs> his face. And again, not to Oof. 
<laughs> not to spoil anything, I don't know. I'm just you're you're just kind of going openly openly speculating. At, at this at, at this point, I after how badly I bungled uh, both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and um, my Wandavision calls. I mean, I called the the power broker pretty early on, but I think everyone did. Yeah, so that that, that was kind of a, that was low hanging fruit to begin with. I I've stopped with the speculation at this point. I'm just I'm just enjoying the ride at this point. Just after how mad our uh, friend was at me when I I called the the Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I uh. I, I like to just put that out there. Spoilers. I'm sorry if I'm right. I just <laughs> so Black Widow. Yes, I, I I'm not super crazy. I mean, I'll watch it and I'm sure it'll be good and I'll probably will enjoy it. It sounds bad to like say that I don't like the character, but I just don't think the character's been done well in the cinematic universe. They I don't, haven't. I don't, I, they haven't I don't given dis- you a lot to lock onto, which is no, right. which, no. which is one reason I'm excited about it because I'm hoping they give us some real character depth in the movie that really makes us care. Yeah, look, look, look. The the uh, Scarlett Johansson-led film was a drop ball, but a lot of it you could lay at the feet of Ike Perlmutter, who, who was running things at Marvel at the time, where the majority of the MCU movies before the Disney acquisition. So I think you can, if you're going to blame anyone for, for fucking up with, uh, Black Widow, I am going to blame Ike Perlmutter, because that guy is shitty. I hope that this movie does it justice, and I'm, I've given how Marvel has been lately, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been firing on all cylinders. I they didn't do a lot with Falcon in the movies, and they made Falcon a really fascinating, oh, and amazing God, character that, in the that TV show. Was show. Great. Even looking back to something like the Guardians, where even I barely know who most of those characters were, mm-hmm. and that and that turns out to be one of the best, yeah, movies right. they've made for sure. Maybe my favorite movie of the whole MCU. Mm, that's a that's a strong that's a strong take. I like that though. It is, but I I really 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 enjoyed them. And they were characters I didn't even know about. You know, right, right. So here's the other question though. We know that they've been able to pull it out with with kind of esoteric concepts before. What do you think? Do you think they're going to pull it off with the Eternals in November? I am a lot less excited about Eternals because um here's here's my thought on Eternals. I tried to read the Eternals when Neil Gaiman was writing it because it's mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman, and I still couldn't give two shits. Wow. Well, so uh, I'm looking forward to that way less. I'm I'm looking forward to it more now. Now that I know that Kit Harrington's in it and who Kit Harrington is playing, that is one of the few. In, in I mean, I like uh, Kumal Majanji too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they've got a decent cast, and and yes, I don't I I don't mind seeing Black Knight in in a movie, but right here here comes the question though how. <laughs> How tired, do you think Kit Harrington ever gets tired of doing yes. some sort of sword swinger role? Because yes. if, okay, well, here's the thing. If it's yes, then why does he keep taking the roles? Because he likes money. Money, money, <laughs> money, please give me money. Oh, it's... God. Did you just go Mona Lisa Saperstein on us? <laughs> Maybe. Money, please. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, I, I, the Eternals, I could care less about. Like, it, it looks, it, every trailer I've seen looks boring. <laughs> not, I'm not gonna lie. Like, they, they have well, not sold it as, as a really I interesting I mean, that's story. the thing, that's the thing with Eternals, though. It's so ancient aliens nonsense. Like, you're half expecting the one guy from the ancient alien shows to show up at one point and just go, aliens. <laughs> if they spit it into, like, ancient alien nonsense, I might actually be into it. Well, that's, well, if they're, if they're going to pull in the Celestials, then yes, they will. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to. They could just all be hanging out in Antarctica, jerking off, but... 
uh, if, if they really go into like the history and like secret history and ancient aliens and man, not to get too far off track, just but like, oh, well, that's a surprise. That whole group of people that we went to see the fourth Indiana Jones movie with, Ugh. I was the least excited going into the movie, and I think and I liked you were it the, the happiest of, that came out of it. I, I liked it the best of anybody that came out of it, just because I like like it was based in a lot of real world you know esoteric crap, and I that I enjoy so. I was pretty enthused with it, and everybody right. else was like, that was garbage. I was like, that wasn't an Indiana Jones movie. No. But that, it was that, pretty, but it was, I, I enjoyed it. If it was, if it was not an Indiana Jones movie, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull could have been a fun movie. Yeah, it would have been just. It would not have, it would not have been a good movie. It would still would have been a trashy, poor. Well-researched slot is what it would right. have been. Yeah, And what it was, it just happened to hit a bunch of uh, points for me. Right. Alright, I, I, future Andy is already gonna hate us, because he- It's he, fine, because I'm just leaving we, all, I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it all in. I'm le- I'm, I'm taking a hands-off approach this week. Uh, yeah, really? so that's- You're gonna that's... go full-on Stu Venable and just no, do it all no, raw no, vi- no. audio? Please! No, I would, I would, I wouldn't be able to do that. So, this Friday. Yes. Uh, Marvel, uh, it's on the Disney app, I believe, for $30 again? I think yes. so, yeah, I believe the same- right. Same setup as uh, Crow was. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, you'll you'll buy it and you can watch it on the app at any time or go see it in the theaters. My wife and I want to see it in the theater, though. Okay, that is a plan. I don't give a fat fuck if I ever go back to a theater. <laughs> I, I love enough. the theater experience. I do. I love it. I've always been a fan of that. So, uh, I don't have any nerd news this week, so I'm just going to skip over um, for sake of getting into the review a little quicker. Josh, do you have anything this week? Well, I have been playing a little bit more of uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, no shit. Stories 2, the demo. <gasps> oh, you play the demo! Yeah, yeah. That's the RCRPG one, right? Yes, it is, it is. I don't care what that means. <laughs> so, for the uninitiated, so Monster Hunter Stories set is set in the same universe as Monster Hunter, but the focus of this game is not killing monsters and then wearing their skins as, you know, your armor and weapons. This is instead, you fight monsters, yes, but you also get monster eggs, hatch them, and then they're like your companion, like battle and riding companion. So it's kind of like Pokemon, Andy! Yeah, I've heard some connections before. I also have heard some people talking about the demo and talking about the game, saying that, like, it makes it made them think twice. It's the first time I played a stories game, so like, they're like, man... Was I the bad guy in Monster Hunter World and Rise? Like, mm-hmm. like, are we are we really not the good guys in those games because we're just murdering monsters and taking their 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 hides and their body parts and making weapons and things out of them? See, I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. See, that 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 has always been kind of the joke is, are you actually killing an innocent creature? Because the whole idea is in Monster Hunter, you take jobs to take out a pest. Essentially, you're an exterminator in the Monster Hunter in the main Monster Hunter games. You're essentially the hunting hunters guild is are glorified exterminators. And we know in games where you can befriend animals, you would never kill them by breaking their necks or anything and throw no. them in the river. <laughs> right, Bill? Right, Bill? I stomped it. I didn't break his neck. <laughs> anywho. <laughs> that was D&D. I mentioned that on the, the last episode that oh, we were playing Pokemon D&D. But anywho. I've gotten to play a little bit of it. Uh, my first experience with an actual Monster Hunter Stories game, so it was it was fun. I might pick it up. Yeah. But... I'm not certain. I'm. I'm still. My my heart and soul is still. My, with... my, it might be too heavy. 
Eh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Might be a good palate cleanser, though, for all the Monster Hunter Rise. Right, and and for the more content that may, uh, or for the eventual expansion, I should say, because I doubt there's going to be any new content to Rise at this point until the actual expansion comes out. Which probably, is probably yeah. another year or two off to begin with. Yeah, so that's fair. But the only other repetitive thing I want to do with Monster Hunter is to get Andy to play with me more. I got all I got all the games I've been playing, man. I'll get there. I'll get there again. <laughs> you got all the partners to play with. You can, I got you can all... handle. Come on, come on. I, I, you met I Puke just... Puke last time we played, and you were like, mm-hmm. he's ugly, but cool. He was. He was. It's a fun game. Uh, yeah. I just started playing a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV, giving Ooh. it another try. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I probably won't get super into it, because right. it's me and MMOs anymore. I don't really do that very much, but I got to level 9 with a Conjurer. That's my nerd news. Cool. Uh, All right. Hey, yeah. <laughs> let's get into this. Let's get into the episode. It is Bill's week. Oh, shit. It is. Shut up, Bill. You, I know you have the notes up. We talked about it beforehand. Uh, Bill's going to run us through episode 24, which is titled Last Bullet. And, uh, yeah, we'll save our thoughts till the end. But, uh, was only three, this is counting this one, three episodes left of the whole anime. We're almost done. I got this monkey off my back when I'm done with this one. All right, Bill. We open up with uh, Harry walking through the wreckage of the facility that Brandon had destroyed. He's got Laguna Glock with him, and he's just upset that his org men are weaker than Brandon. <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> I think, honestly, Laguna Glock dies in this scene. It's not really cl- clearly stated, but I think he, when you see him going like, am I inferior to Dr. Tokyo? Okay, and then you see like the flames rush around him. I think that's supposed to imply that he got burned to death. That would make sense. Yeah. He was so sad about his shitty orgman and he died. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, this totally tracks, they're killing every character off in this anime at this point. Right. So you got to kill the Nazi. The Nazi has to yeah. die at some point. <laughs> I did a shitty job. I'm dead now. <laughs> oh no, I'm on fire. What the, the there's one image though that jumps out out at me with uh Brandon's um rampage Ram- killing rampage. spree or uh, no, do you think rampage? I think rampage. rampage is really good. Yeah. I think we need to actually insert I think we actually need to insert insert uh, a soundbite of uh, Sterling Archer screaming Rampage because I think that's I'll great. I'll find that one. But, but there's an image where, where he's wrecking <laughs> where, where he's wrecking house, right? And yes. he's destroying he's the facility and he shoots a computer and then like half a second later the computer explodes. <laughs> like you clearly see the bullet pass through the, the monitor screen and out the back and then half a second later the computer explodes. I'm like, what the hell are they, <laughs> do they make their computers out of here? In a wily coyote song. moment, like the computer will take a second to realize it has been shot. <laughs> okay, yes, that, yes, 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 that works, that works. Um, I will tell you also about this episode or the scene that, like, what really is weird to me is just like how nonchalantly Brandon in this fight with these orgmen is just kind of like pew over his shoulder, pew, <laughs> like shoots right. between his legs. And I'm just like, this is almost comical. He, he's doing the stylistic shots, and he even do the anime trope of, of you know, the the being surrounded by the enemies. He does the, the cool thing. He's even doing the, the cool pose for a few seconds, and they all die at the same time. So basically, we just have the Harlem Globetrotters uh, of gunplay going on. <laughs> Pretty much a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> Just whistling sweet George Brown while he's just, like, killing Orgman. Oh, my God. 
bang, bang, bang. <laughs> there, there's an AMV I want. <laughs> yeah, you know, I could work on that. Yeah, yeah, because that I, I think I started that... to do the one. What was the one I was gonna do? It had something to do with Wolf's Rain, I think. I don't know. Just say stray one time, one time. Stray. That's what you wanted to do. Yes. Go back and listen to the episodes and let us know. Yeah, go find the old episode and let us know. All right. I'll tell you. Okay. Well, thank. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just get right on that. I got all the time in the world right now. Um, all right. So what? So what's going on now, Bill? What's going on now? Mika stands on an empty street in a shut down city because everyone could not stand the sound of her voice. No. <laughs> oh no! They all cleared out. <laughs> she she just walked in the middle of straight straight and just went grave and everyone scattered. Uh, Bougie talks to his cat. <laughs> he, 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 is, he is he talks to his cat he is stroking the kitty telling him about how hungry he has to be and uh how how you know some nice warm food would be nice I'm like didn't you just get done leaving a clandestine medical facility and you didn't ask for like i don't know a cookie at the very least well you know don't they, they give you, you a like cookie cookies when juice. you donate blood anymore yeah they give you cookies and juice whenever you get turned into a superior. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you need, you need to sit here for at least 15 minutes and make sure you're okay before <laughs> we let you leave. Don't don't worry about the random mutations. Uh, those those yeah. will pass uh, after 15 minutes. Hey, Bill, shotguns. 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 Oh, my. Really, the next important thing, though, is, uh, Sherry bothers Harry for a while. <laughs> for real. Well, okay, yeah, I can't blame her. Her husband's walking around carrying guns left and right. She asked him not to not to die, which you know that seems like kind of a big ask. <laughs> I don't know. It for seems real. like foreshadowing there for her to ask him to die, but or not to die before she does. I mean, I'm what like, could possibly go wrong? I mean, I mean, you know, you're like twenty years younger than your husband. Don't ask that of your yeah. husband. His butler comes in and. uh just really meekly apologizes before pulling a gun on him. <laughs> I'm very, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm very sorry, sir, but can you please take this bullet so that way you can die? What was the, what was the, uh, oh, it's like in the first episode of Excel where, where, where uh, was that with uh, Koshi Rito? She's like, just lay down like a stray dog and die. Yeah. But since the butler dicks around for a while, the overkills get him. Yeah. I, I gotta say, though, that's one heck of a way to tender your resignation here. Um, yeah, is that how all millennium uh, executives, is that how they're supposed to go out with a bang? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I suppose it's good the overkills got him, because otherwise that would have been a weird ending. That would have been a strange <laughs> ending. And then Harry dies to the butler. Yeah. <laughs> the butler did it! Five minutes in, the butler shoots Harry and Grave just, like, looking around like, huh? <laughs> I guess I'm done. <laughs> I guess it's over. While Bill sorts out his technical issues, I think this, it's kind of early in the episode, but it's just as good a time as any to maybe visit our favorite place, the break card. Now with 100% less children. And 100% less Bill. Welcome to The Break Card. It's Andy, and I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese. We're wrapping up Season 6 here in just a couple more episodes. Very excited to get to the grand finale of Gungrave. I want to apologize for Bill's issues this episode. His microphone, I noticed, was a little bit off. 
as well as his internet issues and connectivity being all kinds of messed up at the end of where we left off here at the break card. Uh, we will pick up with just Josh and I after the break card, finishing up our review of this particular episode. So again, apologies for all of our technical issues on this one. If you want to help support the show in a monetary way, head over to patreon.com slash tuning Japanese, where you can get bonus episodes and bonus content. You can get physical rewards, all kinds of things over there. Once again, patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. Don't forget to tell your friends and family about our show if they are into anime. It's the best way to support our show via word of mouth. Send us right to our direct feed at tuningjapanese.com or on Podbean or on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to episodes, uh, you can send them to listen to us. We'd really, really appreciate that. We're going to try to get back into the swing of recording for these last two episodes. We'll do a couple of quick summer episodes and then we'll be deciding on what we're going to do about season seven uh more information on that in the coming weeks i'm going to get back to trying to figure out how to edit around the uh, issues on this episode hopefully it won't be too difficult as i finish up here hope you all have a wonderful day and we will see you back in our review We're back from the break card, and uh, like Laguna Glock, <laughs> Bill has apparently, uh, Bill's computer has apparently died a, in a terrible fire of craziness. Uh, so we are going to continue on. Some random undead guy walked into the room, shot his computer, and then half a second later exploded. So I don't know what that's about, but apparently Bill has been upsetting some very dangerous people. Apparently so. Apparently. Uh, so we're just going to march on, Josh and myself, to finish up this, this episode since technology is not on our side today. Uh, so <laughs> we uh, we did talk about what happened with uh, Harry and Sherry a little bit yep. and how the he almost gets shot. The butler almost did it, but he didn't. Uh, he <laughs> saved uh, by the overkills. Yep. Which is interesting because the last time we saw the overkills, they were considering, like, Barrett told them basically, like, stay on or don't do your own thing and then like these three guys are all like well we're gonna hear we're gonna honor bear Watkins' final request bear Watkins' final request was literally do what you feel is right <laughs> exactly do your own thing go i don't need you anymore i'm a you monster can, now you can with go stone your own fists. way go your own way uh, <laughs> so we cut to a scene with some um, board members, not board as in like they're bored, but like actual executives. like members of Millennium. They're, yes. they're executives at the, the, the top echelon that are not the big four or big five or whatever, whatever stupid, you know, big and then numerical connotation you had for the main baddies. Yeah, it's it's just a bunch of people who are top execs. You're right. And they are they are talking about. It sounds like they're 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 a counter uh, group that are trying to. They're planning their coup. It sounds yes. like, and and a lot of these guys are like the old school. Like, I'm sorry, I don't think you could see at, you see anyone in this boardroom that's above the that's below the age of fifty. No, probably not. These, these are, are these are old school guys who remember Millennium as it was ran by Big Daddy, and even I think they even mentioned that. Yeah, um, the one dude that uh, Harry had that thinly veiled uh, threat. After he came into power and he came into yes. the guy's secret home with his secret family. Yes. He's the one that's sitting there going, okay, no, I'll get some of the rest of the guys on board. And then he says, we're doing the right thing. Right, big daddy? 
Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of a nice little thing there with the mm-hmm. uh, little callback to you know, like not everyone is on board with Harry's shit. No, uh, no. And, and as and as the series goes on, it seems like more he's losing control more and more. The wheels are coming off for Harry right. at this point. Right, it, it, it's getting to the shitty shitty part of Harry's life here. <laughs> yes, his his midlife crisis has begun, and apparently for Harry, his midlife crisis is being overthrown and potentially murdered. That's the other thing. There's not a whole lot of action. There's a lot of talking, but I do like this scene because it does show that, yeah, Harry doesn't doesn't rule with the iron fist that he thinks he has. Oh, and now we're to the motorcade. And Yes! Okay, this is cool. Yes, the motorcade scene is, scene is great. So we've got, you know, four limousine, limousines. Limous, li, limo- <laughs> you, got, you got that limousine. <laughs> <laughs> limousines. from louisiana we got we got four limousines yes Two, three black one white yes wonder which one harry's in yeah what the hell that's not how you that's not that's, how you do a professional that's not how motorcade. you do it at all that's, that's not, not how, how motorcades work no um so this of course does not go well they get no. ambushed by members of millennium yeah uh, who uh not only have machine guns but have rocket launchers yeah they they box them in uh, and then they just, they just wreck a tech, a tech, a tech on the, uh, on, on the motorcade. And yeah, it's, it's a mess. Yeah. The first two cars are pretty much done for. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the overkills who threw in their lot with Harry are like all, all of a sudden probably rethinking their plans here going, why did we do this? Yeah. And so what happens is the, they try to reverse back down the alleyway to get away. Uh, but they, uh, are boxed in, yep, they're, boxed they're boxed in, boxed in and cut off. But thankfully, with the stupid little wings, there's an orcman. Yes, uh, and it literally punches a hole in a wall so they can drive Harry and Sherry through a warehouse or through an alleyway. Okay, everyone else, all the bodyguards are dead, but Harry looks like he's about to shed a tear for the frickin' orcman who who gets blown up by a frickin' rocket launcher. Mind My you, baby. He, get, he gets RPG'd, and Harry looks like he's about to cry. My child, <laughs> over the orcman. Not not about the not about the overkills who have been backing up backing him and and Sherry and here's the thing too, I like to think that the that the real reason why the uh, um, overkills decided to throw in to protect Harry wasn't to protect Harry. Oh, finish the thought. Who else is with Harry? Uh, well, Sherry. Oh yeah, of course. That makes perfect sense. Man, for somebody as smart as you are, you just do not catch on very quickly. That's very true. <laughs> Grave decides he wants to be in the anime Akira again for some right. reason. You said you said Akira at first. I'm like, that's not that's not Akira. That's Kaneda. Kaneda <laughs> yeah. had the awesome uh, motorcycle there. Akira yes. only showed up for three seconds of screen yes. time to nuke Japan. Well, you know that's anime. Yeah, uh, we get enough. a flashback scene of Grave and Mika, Mika here, where she's like, "Are you going to leave again?" And this is like a really touching scene, actually. It is. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. It's sad. I just, I just wish we don't see it every time, like because right. we've seen this play out again. Of course, he's going. He he's going right. to do it. Right. At least she's not like using his back as a backrest, but she does discover that Grave is falling apart. Yeah, has and these, that's uh, not scars. a metaphor. That's literal. He is falling apart. Which, to be fair, he only had ten days left to live. In a process of necrolization, mm-hmm. you would think that there. I mean, for, given the fact that like 
the early Necrolizers that we saw falling apart, the Orgmen, the pre the pre Orgmen, yeah, yeah, I believe it was one week that the yes. uh, Necrolizers could could sustain themselves, and we yes. know that Tokioka's process was essentially replacing Graves' blood the whole time mm-hmm. there. Well, what's saddest about this scene is that she starts crying and she says, you know, like I'll. We could run. I'll I'll learn how to do. I'll like, do bio biomechanics. Biomechanics, bio and I'll save you. And I'm like, girl, I love you for this. Like you're just doing everything you can. This is stuff again on my rewatching of this series. You know, so many years later, and becoming a father now, has really softened my initial vitriolic hatred for Mika. Because again, like I said, you know, a while back, you know, everything that's going on, she's a 13 year old girl who's never been exposed to any of this shit before. So yeah, she's going to freak freak the fuck out. But now at this point, she is actually finding something to attach to, to anchor her to her life. And not only that, to help her learn about her family's past, because I doubt Maria told Mika a whole lot about Big Daddy. Aside no. that he, he was her father and, and that Maria loved him very much and probably that he ran his own business or, or some something like that. So to have that anchor in grave be there, you know, for her, he's protecting her from, from the get go. Okay. And she's learning more about her family's past and becoming more and more accepting of it too. That's the other thing. This kid is resilient when you think about it. Yeah. The great, the scene with grave here to add to the sadness of it generally, he, you know, he basically kneels down, grabs her by the shoulder gently and says, you know, like, I don't have a future anymore. My future is dead. Uh, just like me. And I'm like, oh man, like yeah. he knows that this is basically it, but he's going to enact what he can to make this a safe place for her. And then chalk up another anime trope because what does he do? He delivers the time and tested gut punch oh, to knock yeah. the kid out. <clears throat> that was a little much to me. Like I guess I understand why. Right. Well, but like, do you really want to really? run the buster in the face and cause her to have like a concussion that could cause brain damage? No, but to use, like, Do you want the... her to end up eventually murdering her family and then killing herself? I mean, she's gonna, she's gonna, I don't remember how this ends. Too many like, diving headbutts. Sh- Too many dive. <laughs> I, I know. I got it. I was trying not to get it. <laughs> You're trying um, not to do the obvious Chris, Chris Benoit. <laughs> yes. So, no, I think, uh, I think. I don't remember how this anime exactly ends because it's been a while, and I'm I'm this is the episode I'm up to right now. Okay, so you actually haven't. Okay, no, I haven't rewatched the full thing again. I remember how the series ends clear as day, and I haven't re I haven't gotten to the end point in in over a decade at the very least. I so. don't remember, but like I feel like Mika's not done here, but we'll see. We'll see. Because we'll Grave is now wandering into I think the the first floor of the he, he's at the Millennium main building. lobbying of uh, Millennium's headquarters, and yes. Guess who's uh, who's waiting for him there? Well, someone that I thought was dead a few episodes ago. Oh, oh, are you gonna let me do it then? Yeah, of course. He's got a pussy cat with him. <laughs> uh, I, I like I like how how partner and honestly, I think it was just a dropped uh, you know a drop ball here that they didn't instead of naming the cat partner, which okay, that's totally in Bungie's character, mm-hmm. just to insert just that little twist of a funny. Mm-hmm. Pertner or Pertner. Pertner. Could, could you imagine Bougie? Hey there, Pertner. Um, I can't, <laughs> but uh, he's standing there waiting for him, and he 
He's happy. He says, he's he smiling. says, "Hey, bro." He is he's smiling, and I I do love this. This scene is pretty cinematic. There is a brief moment where you see a flash of a really weird artsy statue with one wing, uh-huh. and I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like this is the symbolism, like heaven, like heaven and hell, like yes. halfway between heaven and hell, yeah. something like that. That's sort of the same. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's great because yeah, he 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 walks up and doesn't do any anything douchebaggy. One, he doesn't make any grand speeches like any of the other uh, no. superiors have. He's just like, hey, want to fight? And just like what Grave did in, I think his fight with like Bob when Bob first jumped down, he just takes a shot. And he shoots his hand off straight off. Right, right. But 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 it's really funny is because you know Bungi doesn't blink. He just kind of lifts his hand up the stump, and you just see the hand grow out of the stump, and he's just like, "Hi." Yeah, he he does he does the the, the anime like finger like wiggle like like come on. I love that moment. That is such a great moment. So we get a cool scene where they're both kind of like, "Bring it on, Kugashira," and he's like, "Yeah, big guy," and they do the Naruto run at each other dramatically. Oh yeah, yeah, they do Naruto runs. Well, well first they they pose. They they pose yes, off like they do like their Grave pose. Grave does his his standard. I think he does the cross arm pose, doesn't yes, he? With the guns. Hold on so. a second. Yes. I, he does I'm, like a like a, like a one up and over kind of Right. Thing. And well, Bungie does kind of like a scorpion stance and he yes. does and he and then his his guns appear out of his sleeves. An image that I still think was made famous by a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. I want to say I think that came, that came about from taxi driver because he made the 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 makeshift thing that popped out a gun out of his arm yeah, and, he, that and then he right. killed people. That's it. De Niro. Yeah, De Niro. That's yeah. De Niro. Yeah, uh, I love the poses. I love that pre-fight. Pose. Poses are cool. It, it's setting up for for what will be hopefully be a, a kind of a cool fight. Yeah, and what's really cool too is they're they're like no hard feelings, right? Yeah, no, it's cool. Gotta kill you. <laughs> they're both very excited to like have this fight, right? And that's the thing. They're smiling. They're having a good time. And yeah, they has fight. And by the he way, Bill fight. Bill gave me credit for something that was give, that I quoted from Brian Zane. Oh, because that's that's a Brian Zane thing right there. They has gotcha. fight. So we cut then to Harry and Sherry. They they're dropping I think Harry off here. Sherry or Sherry off rather here, uh, mm-hmm. so that way she can be safe. And they have a tender moment between they really the two. Do. They really do. Um, you know where you know he's like you know just just take good care of her. Uh, and they go for the kiss, but then. But then, mm-hmm. tragedy strikes. Tragedy strikes, very much mirroring what happened in one of the earliest episodes. A lone gunman runs, screaming his name, once again, worst assassin ever. Big Daddy! But at least this guy sounds a little bit more convincing because he's just going, Harry! It's that Big Daddy! Yeah, it was, it was so, it's so dumb. We get a couple gunshots. Harry draws a gun, shoots and kills the assassin. But. But in the, of course, you, as you might expect, Sherry gets shot. Sherry uh, takes the bullet. Not quite like how Brandon protected Big Daddy because actually what he was doing was he was trying to shelter her. Mm-hmm. To keep her from getting shot, but the gunman's stray bullet. Well, and let's it's let's also point out the fact that Harry did have a bodyguard, but the bodyguard got taken out. Oh yeah, first. Yeah. So, but yeah, Sherry Sherry goes down, and Sherry's dead. And Harry Harry shows probably the the most emotion we've ever seen out of him at this point. He yeah he breaks. He does. I. 
I don't think this scene played out the best. I feel like they could have done a little bit more than just the random ass assassin running up. Like, there should have been higher stakes for her death. I don't think so. I think that showing her death in a more mundane fashion, as opposed to her being taken out by Grave, or being taken out by a Necrolizer, or a Superior, or something like that, grounds kind of the humanity of the situation. Because... It, it this really helps to create that sense of uh, of a human connection here because what's the thing that we see we don't see harry grandstand we don't see harry make any of his bold declarations or one of his smooth uh smooth talker speeches he breaks down he starts crying he starts you know sobbing over his wife a very human and honestly this is a more humanizing moment than I think would have been any other way that that Sherry would have died. Because, maybe give the next two episodes, especially the last episode, but these next two episodes will help this, I think. Okay? We'll see. All right. You're you're still kind of going in there kind of cold. One of my biggest things that I have disliked about rewatching this anime, aside from the shift from the really cool uh, mobster story to, like, the -the over-the-topness, which doesn't always work for me the way they execute it, uh, is they're hot they they're hot shotting all of these deaths what feels like too quickly so and 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 if we had gotten just a little bit more with sherry throughout the series i think it would have helped too she's very much the back burner i will ab- admit that there could pro- probably could have been a little bit better emotional impact but i like what i got out of it okay that's fair i like that that's fair but hey andy andy <laughs> get, get, guess what we see next yeah, uh, she's in an empty street again. And she's just kind of going, grave, grave. It's fucking weird. I guess Mika just likes empty streets. But you know what You know what happens shortly after the, the empty street scene? What's that? Pew, pew, bang, bang, pew, pew, bang, bang. Yeah, we get the gunfight. Um, the gunfight has a few interesting moments. Um, oh. The beginning is, is frenetic. Now, oh, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's fun. But, like, it definitely, again... It's fun, but it lacks a lot of heavy choreography. Yeah, there's not a lot of... It's a lot of, like, Ducking and run dodging. down the hallway as fast right, as you right. can, slide, but, run but, around. What I enjoy about this, though, is that... <laughs> the fir- Did was you it, just get was to... It when did, Bo- was it when Bougie just straight, like, heel kicks him up right, in the ceiling? Right, but, but, but I like how, how, at first, it's quiet. You, you're only getting the gunshots. You know, there's nothing yes. going on. And then when Grave does his super kick... Uh, from out of the air, and then you see the big old dust cloud. Then you get this really, and I love the music, uh, in the fight mm-hmm. too. It's, it's very, good. it's a very like blues guitar, almost rock. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like soft rock, and I love it. I love the music. You know how you're, you're complaining about the weird, um, the weird music from, from, uh, Grave and, and Bear's confrontation a couple episodes ago? The, yes. It was fucking this weird. Is, this is a better contrast because it really yes. gives you, and it really helps create that, that this actually, that music itself helps fill in the gaps that the choreography was lacking, in my opinion. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it, it definitely helps here. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's wild. There's a lot of running. He does get booted up into the ceiling and then they shoot about 57 bullets at each other and only one hits. Yeah, but it's still a really cool visual. And, and it's just, a neat visual. And, and here's here's the one other thing that we really need to point out here about Bougie. We know Bougie's a superior because of the hand. 
But what's the one thing Bungie has has done that none of the other superiors have done? He doesn't take on a monstrous final form. Oh, that's true. He stays himself. He stays yeah, himself, which here's the question then. Is Bungie the you know, the perfected superior? We know that Lee was the prototype, and then we know that Bob was the second superior, and, mm-hmm. and probably theorized that Bear was the third superior. While Glock was doing all of his experiments, when he finally got to Bungie, Bungie was the final perfected superior product. He doesn't Maybe. need to create any crazy forms. He's got all of the fantastic abilities. He's got some really cool, you know, and he doesn't need to look badass either. Because here's the other thing. One thing um, that, granted, is not really brought up in the in the anime, because the anime is not tied to, outside of being, you know, kind of a video, you know, an adaptation of the first video game. Bungie comes back in the other, mm-hmm. in, in Overdose, and the teaser that, that we got a couple years ago of a third Gungrave video game has Grave fighting Bungie again. Mm-hmm. So Bungie keeps coming back. So I, yeah. I, I like that, that idea that Bungie is the perfected superior. That's interesting. I, you know, my thought process was maybe he just doesn't want to, maybe he does have some sort of like weird monstrous form he could take. Cause he's like, he's regenerating himself and all of these things. Like, so like, obviously he can manipulate and change his, his shape of his body or, or like regenerate the shape of his body at the very least. But like, you know, he respects Grave and wants just that one-on-one fight. And that's what he gives him. We get at the closing kind of moments of like the dr- really dramatic part uh, after Grave gets shot, after diving down from the ceiling, Bungie picking up one of Grave's guns. And we get the, the cl- very classic face-off where they stand mm. uh, several paces apart. But something to note really quick before that before that happens. Yes, we see we see Bungie going and grabbing uh, one of Grave's guns because Grave dropped it in the uh, in, in his descent from the ceiling. They both had the stare off, but the one thing I want to point out is Graves' face. Yeah, he's smiling still. No, he cracks. Oh, that okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, because he, he, he still he's looks smiling like... for a second, and then his face cracks. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a crack literally. There's in a the large skin of his crack, face. you know, going down from pretty much the bridge of his nose on either side of his mm-hmm. of his cheek down to his jawline, and he looks at it. He's like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's falling apart. Right, and then he and and Bungie have the, have the great exchange of, well. This was fun. Yeah. No hard feelings, right? No, not at all. All right. And Grave loads up, loads up the anti-superior rounds in his gun, and... And they blast each other. Yeah. And we cut away to a shot of the city with the echo of the gunshots. We cut back to a comatose Mika. <laughs> Mika? Oh, is, she, is this where... Hold on. Let me... She's, let me... That's, where, that's where her eyes, like, are all completely she, she's glazed She's got the over. glossed over look going yes. on. Oh, and it she's crashed. Grave. That's fine. I'll... I... Obviously distraught and broken yep. about what you know about losing Grave, and then what happens after that? Well, we get uh, we do get a, a brief shot of Harry in the car with Sherry crying, and again that the title is fitting here, Last Bullet, because like they're they're building up the 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 final of like okay the final shots between Bungie and Grave, but then also like the last bullet that took uh Sherry's life here. Right. So we right. get a brief moment of him crying while driving her with, with her body kind right. of like propped up against him. And then we cut to Grave, who is going up the elevator. Yep, he's going up the elevator leaving a sprawled out Bungie. Yep. Who is smoking a cigarette and got a paintball smear on his head on his forehead. And it's interesting because the last time Grave was in this elevator was when he got Killed. shot to death and yep. became Grave. Yep, yep. 
he goes up to the office and Harry is not there, of course, and he has left the pictures of himself and the friends and all these like memories just sitting on his desk facing. He's got like, yeah, facing grave to see them. It's, you know, shots of him with Bob and Lee and mm-hmm. Bear and even I think maybe even a picture Jolis, of Jolis and, and, then, uh, and then in the center is the is the old gang of, of Nate, yes. Kenny, Jolis and mm-hmm. Brandon and Harry. And it's and it's interesting because earlier in the series, he kept he kept saying how he barely thought of Brandon over the years. But that was clearly a lie because he's had those photos at his desk this whole time. Yeah. And of course, uh, uh, Grave also loses his arm. He does. The arm falls off literally and crumbles. We get a shot of Boongie, uh, and the cat comes running back. He's smoking and has like kind of like a hey buddy, welcome back. This this does hurt. This does hurt to see. This is confusing because the cat comes running up and then when the cat gets there, after Boongie's already slumped over, there's no body. The body's gone. Right, right. I think it's supposed to be applying that his body did the whole fly fly into dust like uh like the other superiors. Maybe? I don't know. But it's sad because all that's left are Boonji's glasses and his cigarette. Yep. And, and the, the cat, cat, the cat just, and that's that. I'm sorry. The forlorn yowl of a cat for some reason is heartbreaking, especially that cat because Boonji really took care of, of partner. That's true. It's true. There is one thing that, that I have to um, comment. The first time I ever watched uh Gungrave, and there was the scene where Bungi comes in holding the cat and he's talking to Laguna about becoming a superior. And he and it does like a slow pan to the cat. I honestly thought that he was going to like uh, superiorize uh, Bungi and the cat together to be like some sort of weird cat man. No, that's getting into the level of Full Metal Alchemist and I don't like it. And Drew. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. You're going to be sad. Hey, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's it is. Episode 24 of Gungrave. Uh, which is titled Last Bullet. Uh, and this would be the part where Bill gives his thoughts on the episode. Oh, Bill, tell me your thoughts. Oh, shit. That's excellent, Bill. Thank oh, you. thank you. Thank you. That's that's so good. Uh, yeah, uh, Josh, uh, give, me the, give me the quick version. We've kind of covered a lot of it already. I really do like this episode. Um, you know, it's... The, the, the key takeaways is Harry's world is falling apart. Grave is literally falling apart. Grave and Bougie has, has their final fight, which is fantastic. And I think it really works out really good, honestly. And just everything else. Mm-hmm. The, it's a, it's a more downplayed episode after the insanity that we've seen, but it feels like the earlier episodes in the series. The, the, the mob story is coming back. Yeah. No, I would agree. I would agree with that. And, I would agree with and that. And I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like how this episode, spends a lot of time on the themes of like permanence and legacy and you know this idea that like you know like you had mentioned Harry's world is falling apart around him um and here you have these other executives rising to power and and staging a coup just like Harry did you know no matter how much power Harry gained through the organization there's always going to be more people to fill the vacuum mm-hmm. and i think that's just something to you know he's slowly i think Harry himself learning like he thinks he was so much better and more powerful than Big Daddy, but he's fallen now into that same sort of realm of he's the new Big Daddy nearing the end of his reign. There are other people who are going to step in and, and take it over from him. Yeah, they're going to be new people. They're going to be new Harrys to his Big yes. Daddy. 
I, I like that. I like the examination of that. So mm-hmm. um, overall, not a bad episode. I think there's still some flaws, but I liked it better than a couple of the last few, the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, next time it's episode 25, which is titled then. I, um, I'll admit there is very little that I remember. This is my episode next week and I'm excited for it, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm kind of going into this one a little colder than most. Um, yeah. but I'm excited. I can't wait for yeah. this one. Two, two episodes to finish telling the story. We'll see. There's not a lot left really to tell, honestly, but we'll see how it goes down next time. Uh, I think with that, it's about time we get out of here so you can go get some dinner. Definitely. Thank you for listening to Tune Japanese, a podcast where three, now two dudes talk about anime. <laughs> uh, my name is Andy. And I'm Josh. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. serious just a scratch a little flesh wound hmm? right sweetheart